Okay, you want to do this? Yeah, we're Since you've got a hot date. No, we're not. Are we yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, no! Damn it. Well, Hannah started saying, oh, hi, Mark, and it was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get the tape. Okay, well, now we have to be quiet. For ten seconds. Yeah. Ready? And go! Uh, now? Is it says to start yet? Ten seconds? <laughs> Guys, you're okay, so annoying. Okay, you can count it down. No, you have to count it down! Verb audio! <laughs> no! Three, no, two, I mean, do count us down to start the silence. It was unclear. for free yeah, i am good. emily i'm david and i'm the guest no would you use your name <laughs> i'm hannah <laughs> i am npc i'm not playing Nerd. I, don't, I don't know it's what npc fine. means neil patrick yeah. harris do you mean nph no i mean npc I non-playable character i went nerd i thought You're it was right. non-player character uh playable player it's like yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would call it playable. I would agree with you, Hannah, that it is semantics. But when I tell you that people get on us for semantics, Doug and Doug, if and, I could and show probably you a third Doug, the texts I've gotten about Pokemons, Pokemans, Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon, more like Pokey mean to me about it. David had his hand on his hip. I know that's lost in the audio medium, but I wanted Honestly, everybody to know. They could probably hear it. <laughs> Standing akimbo. Akimbo. Sounds like a Pokemon. It's not. Akimbo evolves into yeah. indignation. <laughs> that sounds less like a Pokemon, but yes. Yes. They're gonna make an akimbo. That's gonna happen. It'll be it'll be some kind of monkey, probably. Listener challenge. If you can draw an akimbo, I promise to tweet it at Nintendo every day for a week. Oh, that's a great idea. Cool. You're gonna get at least two of those. Yeah. Both the, I'm only going to tweet the best one. Yeah, so, you know, take your time. Yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> Hannah! Hey! How's it feel? How are you doing? I'm just a little, you know, two glasses of rosé cider in. Oh, how is it? It's good. It's a Shaxbury rosé. It's not the Austin Cider's oh, rosé okay. cider. I want to try that one. Um, it's delicious. And as David will tell you, I am convinced that it must taste more like actual rosé than it does because we were in New Orleans a couple weekends ago. And I ordered a glass of rosé, and I, like, couldn't even stomach it. I was like, this is so bad. She thought yeah. it was super nasty. Because I it's think I was comparing it to rosé cider. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. here I am. Much happier. You're in guest I'm mode. Yeah, I'm in guest mode. Yeah. Yeah. You're on for the ride. Be our guest. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, okay. you're, you're basically just here to keep us in check. So, okay. You yeah. Know, yeah. That's true. I was That's... kind of wondering what my role was, so. You'll figure it out. Okay. A third reaction Honestly, if if we don't have a guest, David and I just scream at each other the whole time, and the levels are like, you can't take it. It's so bad. Yeah, it's 
it's just the worst. Uh, so we're glad you're here, and you're the mediator. Great. Yeah. yeah. David. I'm not law school, but I can do it. You're in charge. I'm not sure our mediation class really prepared us for anything except trolling someone while playing a character in a mediation. <laughs> I have now been in three mediations. It's exactly how they go. Really? It's, yeah. Oh, wow. Never mind. You know, can't say any details, obviously, confidential, but it's, yeah. yeah. My mean. apologies to Walter, mm-hmm. uh, who I, who's the professor who was going around and saying names, and he said, Emily Ebby, and I didn't correct him, and then the next time he went around and said names, he said, Emily Ebby, and I was like, okay, you just gotta do it, and I said, I'm sorry, sir, it's Ebby, and he goes, okay, Emmy Ebby. <laughs> So he called me Emmy Emmy for another like, three classes because I'd spent all my correcting the professor energy and wasted it. Oh my god! What? So, I would run to office hours and be like, listen, we're going to spend a lot of time together and you're going to need to know how to pronounce my name. How he heard E.B. as it's oh. Emmy. Yeah, it's so funny. Emmy Emmy. This is also the same professor who um, one day, and this is like probably a month and a half into the class, called me Kwame. Which was the name of the only other black guy in the class? Ikeno was also. Oh yeah, okay. Ikeno was all yeah, and then everybody uh like it was funny because no, it was fine. I was like ah, oh, David, that's fine. And the whole class was like, oh no, he just like the professor, the professor was can't, racist. Can't tell the yeah, black guys. Can't tell the black guys. And then we came in the next week and uh, I can't remember, but he confused you, Me, Alexa, and yeah. um, oh the girl whose name starts with an I. I can't remember. Yeah, but he confused basically he confused three ladies who. Look nothing alike. White girls with brown hair. Yeah. Okay. And we were like, like, okay, he just doesn't know what anybody looks like or anybody's names. So Yeah. <laughs> it was it was hilarious that we were all like everybody exhaled when he confused the white girls with brown hair because we yeah. were like, Oh, he's not racist, he's just face blind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not racist. He just has no idea what, what any of us are named. <laughs> How many people are in these classes? That one was like 35. It wasn't yeah, that many people. Yeah, it was people. like 30 people. Yeah, it wasn't that many people. No, it, it really... Dude, it really was one of those where the whole class was like, oh, okay, okay, Well, and he'd fine. say weird stuff sometimes that you're oh, just yeah. like, huh, I don't know that I needed to know that about your marriage, sir. Yeah, you, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. Fun class. Fun class. Yeah, good Got times. Got a credit for it. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Yeah. David, how are you this week? Yo, I'm chilling, man. You know, true. I'm, um, I'm cruising. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just relaxed. I'm just trying to make it. You know what I'm saying? I just... I do. <sighs> just gotta keep hustling. You know what I'm saying? Just gotta... Right. Just gotta... Can't let them tell you what to do. You gotta decide no, what you, you gotta do. you gotta tell them what to do. You gotta do. tell them what to do. Or at the very least, don't let them tell you what to do. Yeah. And then, you know, be true to your heart. And, and like, that's how it's... I'm sorry. I'm doing this because I'm remembering I, I was in, I was, uh, I don't want to do lawyer talk, I promise. So I just remember like a deposition once where the, the like the, the guy's basically at, like the, the lawyer's asking like, what is your home address? <laughs> and the guy immediately starts responding with, look, I like people. People like me. <laughs> I, I, I have lived in many a place. Is this individual? I've been all over the town and I'm just sitting there like, What? <laughs> Non-responsive. So, yeah, so halfway through that, I was I, I accidentally started pretending to be that person. I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, I'm good, man. It's great. I feel I'm like it's, I mean, people don't listen to this because they don't want to hear us talk. It's true. Yeah. It'd be kind of weird if they did. What's up with you? What's new? How you doing? Nothing. Life is life is solid. The weather got real good today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. nice today. It was gorgeous. Oh, my God. 
much. Yeah. I, I hope it's back. I'll be sad if it's not. It's gonna be kind of cold, cold relatively this weekend. Why you gotta uh, be like that? I checked the weather. Why you wanna be that person? I'm not letting you down. I'm setting your expectations. Hannah didn't uh, pick the I weather. You're letting me down. You could have pretended I'm you not, hadn't checked. I'm not Mother Nature. That's true. I'm the You're messenger. Yeah, that's true. What's the thing where the person says I'm Mother Nature's brother, Brother Nature? Oh, it's Andy on Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Mother Nature's brother. Yeah. Brother Nature. Nature. You can call me. It's on uh, the camping episode. Yeah. Pawnee mm-hmm. Goddesses. Yes, thank you. Yeah, which is also the Treat Yourself episode. Yes, which is what I it was is... convinced was the best episode of the entire show until Emily politely corrected me and said it's flu season. And I would now say that those are the two top episodes <laughs> yes. tied. Remind me of flu season? Flu they season. all get the flu. Uh, Leslie uh, turns to the painting and says, Hello everyone, I'm Leslie Monster and this is Nightline. I do remember this, Andy, okay. Yes. Uh, and is Ron's secretary. April is in the hospital making Anne's life miserable. And mm-hmm. Tom is in the hot tub boiling mm-hmm. with a bunch of old white dudes. I do remember this now. That's a good one. That's my favorite one. And, um, I, I think I also prefer... Rob Lowe uh, is, is, uh, oh, yeah. is sick Chris. too. Yeah, yeah. He's yes. sick. Chris gets sick. Chris... And- I'm never sick. Stop pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like that. I think the treat yourself one has more like one-liners out of it. Yes. And it started a cultural phenomenon. So it's fair to claim that as yeah. it also at just, least your favorite episode. It also just has the incredible moment of a guy deciding to treat himself by buying a full-size Batman costume and then breaking down crying. Like this just, it's just hard <laughs> to beat that, you know, it's just good stuff. I really needed this. Ugh, Ben Wyatt. Love him. Yeah. Well, a little turtle. A little t- turtle? He's a little turtle. I don't like turtles. They're condescending. Turtles. turtles are condescending? That's a, I mean, a I Leslie know one, no I know one turtle that's turtles condescending. Turtles carry their home on their back. It's true. That used to, everyone, everybody would be like, what's your favorite animal and why? I'd be like, turtles, because they carry their home on their back. I actually have no opinion on turtles. I just think it's funny when Leslie Nope says, Anne says, turtles? And Leslie goes, no opinion. They're condescending. <laughs> <laughs> I actually threw away my turtle pillow pet today. Aww. Today? Today? Wow. Anytime I throw away something that has meant a lot to me, I want to give it a Viking funeral, and someday I will live near a body of water and just have a bunch of small, like, vo- boats and arrows and fire and just, like, send everything off. Get probably lots of, like, fines and tickets and stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a remote area, probably not. Yeah, if I own the land, I'll yeah, just start forest right. fires. <laughs> Can you shoot an arrow? Mm, not yet. Okay, I was just curious. Have yeah. you ever? Yeah. Oh, then you can. Uh, yeah, what do you mean you can't? Well, I, it's different when you're like at camp, not that far away. Just like... Oh, wait, you went to camp. Of course you can yeah. shoot an arrow. Well, yeah, you went to camp like it's five... To you went to camp like ten times. You can shoot arrow an arrow. in an arc that hits a boat that's already sailing away. That's yeah. a lot harder. I mean, I wasn't asking if you were legless. I just meant could, like, <laughs> had, you, had you shot a bow and arrow, you know? And you, I forgot you went to camp all those times. Of course, yeah, you can shoot a bow yeah, and I'm arrow, I'm somewhere please. between baseline and Katniss, which is below legless. Yeah, okay, okay. So is Katniss totally... below Legolas? No, Katniss is way above Legolas. What? No. She's one no. of the last remaining two. Are you crazy? Legolas she is literally wins. using... He's literally using, like, elven magic in she, his bow. Yeah, like, come he, on. He, he takes shoot down his... a whole Olifon. No, he can't shoot his arrow without magic. Katniss, pure yeah. talent. She doesn't have magic. No, I disagree with that. Yeah, I, think, I disagree, no, too. I, I, I think it's too hard... 
I mean, I think it's impossible to kind of separate the two. I mean, when you're saying like an elf like Legolas is using magic, it's literally just that like that's it's, it's in just his like blood he's already. Been an elf like for you so can't, long yeah, that he, he yeah. is magic. Yeah, his being is that of a of a magic bow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think you can separate the two. Like, I his talent is magic. That's yeah, how talented he is. Are there any other archers we're leaving out of this conversation? Like Robin Hood, but mm. like which iteration? My cousin was the like world's second best archer in high school as an eighth grader last year. That's pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. If your cousin tells us that Katniss is better than Legolas, we will accept that opinion. Uh, yeah, we'll listen. We'll listen. Oh, you don't have to. Tell her to listen to this episode and then let us know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Or ask wow. her at the next family holiday. <laughs> I try There's... to avoid those. <laughs> There's there gotta be other archers in there. There's more than I mean, the Merida. Two. Well, Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Yeah. He, I feel he's like there's not, somebody... Green Arrow Oh, Hawkeye. Fit. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's real good, but he does have, like, special technology arrows. Yeah. He's Hawkeye and Green Arrow are the same guy. Yeah. I disagree. Sorry, not the same guy. I mean, the same guy in like, terms of, like, their, their archery level. prowess. Yeah. I think they're the same guy. I'll take I'm that. pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. No, they're extremely different guys. Yeah. And I mean that to Hawkeye's credit, because... I mean, uh, Green Arrow's got his little... He's young. He's, he's just punky. very moody and angry and stubborn. Yeah. And Hawkeye's none of those things. Well... We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, the most recent trailer, he looks a little angry. Oh, so, I don't watch superhero movies. He's got that horrible haircut. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to the haircut. I don't, I don't watch it that He's got either. that, like... Sorry, but that white nationalist haircut. You yeah. know? That, like, Richard Spencer had. Uh, and, like, I say sorry because I know so many good guys who have that haircut. And it's just, like, on them it's fine. But many would call it the Danish haircut, Hannah. I would not call it a Danish haircut. She wouldn't call it the Danish haircut. No. I guess it is a point against my flu season opinion that yeah, I have, have the words of the Pawnee goddesses. Isn't it? No, but I'm trying to figure out what to paint on that canvas over my there. Face. So maybe I'll, I'll paint... Rob Lowe looking into a mirror. No, it sounds like you gotta paint Hannah's face. I don't feel... You know in Napoleon Dynamite, (laughs) when he tries his best, and yet he still gives Deb, like, a horrible looking face and, like, somewhat of a mustache? Yeah. I am just afraid that I would try my best and somehow insult my beautiful friend. I was like, that's not what I look like. Well, first of all, beautiful is not a strong word. It is an accurate word. Second of all, this is a podcast. If the people haven't met you, they don't know. They have no idea. I have a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) She grew it because she was jealous of mine. I, on the other hand, am as smooth as as a a newborn baby. (laughs) Uh, Who goes first? You literally know that I don't know. But... Hold on. No, hold on. I can do this. No, 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 no. There's a method. We always, we always oh, alternate. Okay. You guys know I don't listen to this. So <laughs> <laughs> we assume you. You don't have to tell to them. <laughs> yeah. Darn it! That's two in a row now. Honesty is not on. always the best policy. No, no. Honesty gotta... is the best policy. Radical honesty. <laughs> <laughs> not the best policy. Not absolute honesty. Yeah. Sometimes you can just just let it okay, just so let it ride. Switch. Um. It's me. Because, it's you. Okay, good. I was like, I was yeah. pretty sure it was me, and I was about to say, because you went first last week, and as soon as I said that, I was like, but did she? Am I right about that? She always remembers. I do not. Um, I don't know why. I can't keep it straight in my head. Um, well, I half the time I just look at the last episode title. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you said that's right. That's right. Okay. Are you guys ready for my statement? Born ready. 
Well, Hannah's on her phone. I just put it away. Good point. Touche. <laughs> she wins. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, here's my statement for you. Be true to your preschool came to life. Do you care? Uh, one more time. <laughs> Be true to your preschool came to life. I don't get the statement. Mm, that makes sense. So then you probably can't care. Yeah. I can say, I can extend and say, be true to your preschool came to life this week. That, is, that's not the part I needed yeah. clarification <laughs> <laughs> When is, did be true yeah. to your preschool is, come to life? Is be true to your preschool like a movie? Is it a statement? Is it a phrase? Yeah, I need a little more context on just those words. It could about. be. It could be. I didn't go to preschool. <gasps> did you not? Tell me more. Undereducated. You don't think so? Oh, Wait, what do you to, mean we, you don't I think so? I went to Citibank daycare. So I went to like daycare and they did like schoolish stuff there, but I didn't go to like preschool. Was it at the bank? Yeah, City Citibank has like a daycare for all of their employees' kids. Talk oh, about benefits. Okay, no, that yeah, makes more awesome. sense. Yeah. In my head, I had a picture that your parents didn't work at the bank and just <laughs> the bank in Sioux Falls had daycare. <laughs> You're in you like wanted. a corporate bank daycare no, where they're like, the stocks, yeah. good. So I'm like, unions, to, bad. I don't understand like how your statement is supposed to be phrased. Like, are all the words capitalized? Yeah, yeah. Just tell us what in that statement is capitalized. Be true to your preschool is capitalized and in quotes. Okay, oh. thank you. That is all. Followed by came to life this week. I don't care. That sounds... It sounds like nothing. What does it mean, come to life? <laughs> it came to life. How did it come to life? So, I mean, like, that's part of the story. It okay. happened IRL. Yeah. Got it. I'll so, wait. I'll okay. be patient. Yeah, but you don't care now. No. Because you don't know what it is. Well, you didn't have to look I, at me like I that. Oh, every week now. we have a statement and we ask each other if they care because we're trying to make each other care about well, what I, we have. I yeah. actually do know the premise of the oh, podcast. Okay. You made it sound like you had no idea what was happening. Yeah, no, like, I just have no idea what... your dumb garbage podcast. Yeah, I don't even like you guys. That. I don't she know what my role is in it, but I know the premise is that you both each have something that you're trying to make the other person care about. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And as of now... Neither of us care. Yeah, neither of you care. That's fine. Okay. Well, um, like I said, it, I said it came to life this week. That's because I'm doing uh, a very uh, current events subject this week, right. which I don't think I've done before, but I'm not sure. I think I usually go quite the other way, where I've done now uh, Civil War generals and 1960s NBA players and also a 1960s car race. So I'm starting to think that I might be some old nerd that likes history stuff, and I hadn't really thought about that that's yet. That's true. You've definitely but, done basketball current events. That's um, true. Well, Wayne current events. That was semi-current. That's true. Yeah. That was. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. But it's mostly, let's see, we've got height. We've got hammerhead sharks. Nope, hammerhead was, worms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cars. Uh, General Hooker. Yo, have you seen hammerhead worms? I mean, I'm sure I could Google it. We're going to. Right now. Because it's everyone great. We see can kind of see your reflection like the reflection of the glasses. It's they just look in like a shark. Form. Okay, check this out. I'm out looking for snakes in Japan. And I've come across this. I'm a little out of breath. I've been riding a bicycle up a hill. <sighs> you poor guy, Lou anyway, B740. Uh, I think this is a flathead worm. It's so gross. I've never seen anything like it. It's probably a foot and a half long. And it is super cool looking. <laughs> So yeah, that's a hammerhead worm. Okay. It's a flat worm that... Well, I'll uh, listen to that episode. 
Yeah. Probably never, but maybe this week. Holy crap, man. Come on. <laughs> Sometime Jeez. between never and this week is fine. Jeez. Just cut my, to my heart. Anyway, okay. Back to back to on track now that Hannah's done getting me off task. Current um, events. Current event. Yeah. So, um, here, <laughs> here's what that statement pertains to. Federal prosecutors this week charged 50 people, including Jeez. 33, quote, well-heeled parents oh, I know what you're in a yeah, national yeah, bribery yeah. and fraud scheme for paying coaches at prestigious universities like I... Yale, Stanford, USC, and UT Austin to get their underachieving children into the schools. I've actually heard about this. It's been all over BuzzFeed. I, I care a lot now. I have heard about this, but I have not read anything about it other than... Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. Me so too. I am excited. Aunt Becky. Let me catch Aunt you up Becky. a little bit. Yeah. Becky with the bad uh, grades. Yeah. Just some of the highlights. Uh, one set of parents paid 1.2 mil to get their child into Yale on a so- get their daughter into Yale on a soccer scholarship. Jeez. Um, 50k for a boy to have been falsely declared to have a learning disability to help to help him get into the University of Southern California. And 200k paid to get a girl onto the USC rowing team. Uh, so, as you probably can tell from now, the biggest part of the scheme was parents getting their children fraudulently classified as recruited athletes so that they could get into what is seems to be accepted a sort of lower pool of of admissions, right? Where right. if you are classified as student athlete, they relax some of the otherwise rigorous academic standards. Sure. Uh, and so they were busted. And the largest ever and college admissions prosecution uh, by the FBI, and uh, it <laughs> the operation was nicknamed Varsity Blues. <laughs> it involved two hundred. Yeah, it involved two hundred agents nationwide. Wow. Uh, and uh, as 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 a Twitter user at Hayes Brown says, yes. honestly, this story has everything: rich people in trouble. Proof you were right about those rich kids at your college. <laughs> Prosecution under the RICO Act, which uh, helps combat racketeering, which yeah, coincidentally is the same is the same act that they uh, got Takashi Six Nine on. Mm. Uh, a Balkan water polo coach. <laughs> a chance to yell about systemic inequality and Full House jokes. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Why and for Desperate Housewives jokes. Yes, and yeah. Desperate Housewives jokes, but there've been way fewer of those. And yeah, I think true. and I think I know why. Niche audience. Um, niche audience. Niche audience. Niche audience. Okay. I I really thought you just went me shouty and I was like, Yeah, that's true. I was like, well, who are you T Pain now? What's happening? He's pretty dope. T Pain. Shouty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to our Ooh. tiny desk concert, in which David, who usually has auto-tune, sings without it. Hey, snap your fingers, do your step, you can do it all by Do you know that T-Pain yourself, was one of the people baby. on The Masked Singer? That's unfair. It was T-Pain, there was some, Didn't it was he like win? Gladys Knight was on it. That's... Like, they had like legends on this. That seems not okay. Because I felt yeah. like the whole point was, look at this person who's probably a celebrity, but they're singing. Isn't that crazy? You can't have, like, actual... Yeah. Donnie Osmond was the artist. second place one. Yeah. Yeah. T-Pain won. Yeah. Of course he did. He's of course he did. He's an T-Pain. amazing singer. So good. Yeah. Did you see his tiny desk? Oh, uh, you should see it. He's good. I just nodded my head no. Sorry, I forget that we're being recorded. No, you're good. It's all good. People can use context clues. Yeah, they figure it out. Yeah. You're right, though. Good instinct. I like yeah. it. Tell us why Full House jokes. Um, yeah, well, so two, the two most high-profile individuals to be arrested in this, or to be charged in this, I should say, TV star Lori Laughlin, who, I'll be real with y'all, 
I didn't know who that was. I hadn't heard that name. Apparently, white people love the show Full House, and they immediately knew who that was. It's so good. Yeah. I had no she idea. She was married to that. Uncle Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. Who was John Stamos? Yes. 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 Good Dude. job. In real life, she's married to that guy from that did the Target brand that you definitely own a piece of clothing from. Massimo did a lot of research on it today. They've been married for like over 22 years. So it's their Very kid. Very successful relationship. It's yeah. their kid that they just mm-hmm. got arrested for helping. Yeah. Massimo Giannulli. His name is Massimo? His name is Massimo. No he has way. no accent. Yes. Things I learned from BuzzFeed today. Yeah. His <laughs> name is Massimo. Yeah. I'm glad. If I ever have a conversation with him, I won't be startled. Mm-hmm. I'd be so disappointed. <laughs> Did you read about their actual daughter, though? Um, Olivia the Jade. YouTube star? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was her name? Olivia, Olivia Jade, Jade right? Olivia Jade, yeah. So she doesn't go to school. Yeah. She's That's like, the thing. It's really hilarious to me. It's like, it's like double embarrassing that you... Cause, so now we know the full story is her parents... Who are these famous people? Moderate. Paid a whole, but you know, like yeah, I mean, compared to famous most people, mo- compared to most people who would apply to college, they're making that good, good Full House and syndication yeah, money. Right? Yeah. Uh, their her parents pay a lot of money and break the law to get their daughter to go to college when she didn't want to go to college, and then when she goes to college, what does she do? She jumps on YouTube to tell everybody how much she doesn't want to go to college, and they get arrested for it anyway. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> Ungrateful. That's- that's rough. Kids like, these days. I mean, it's not rough because, you know, you broke the law, but it's rough. Sure. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and, and also, like I said, Desperate Housewives star Felicity Huffman. And again, like I said, between Full House star Lori Laughlin and Desperate Housewives star Felicity Huffman, I cannot tell y'all how little I knew what was going on when I first started <laughs> doing I saw all the headlines that were like, uh, Lori Laughlin, Felicity Huffman. And everyone was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I don't understand why it's relevant. Help. Somebody explain. So I, I had to do some Googling just to figure out who like it was. Felicity's and other things that you've seen, though. Yeah. Do you know William H. Macy? I've heard that a name. That is Felicity I lo- I his. I love his department store. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Am I wrong? Okay. Williams? Never mind. I, I don't know. No. He's an actor... And he's, I mean... What's the big show he's in where he's a Shameless. Drunk dad? Shameless, thank you. Shameless. And he's in the movie Fargo, which is about an unassuming, man. nervous man committing crimes that he gets <laughs> caught for. I wanted to see that one, and I just kept forgetting to. Fargo's good. Am I going to like it? I like it. I That's don't love it. That's not at all the same Everybody thing. Everybody loves it. It's, everybody's like, this is my favorite Coen Brothers movie. I think it's fine. I think oh, Francis McDormand is awesome. Do I like Coen Brothers? Probably. Okay. Francis McDormand. Good. The yeah. Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Never saw it. Oh, but Caleb is, Caleb is furious that I haven't seen you it. You would really like that so one. So I should watch it. For sure. Yeah. If yeah. he hears this, he'll be mad. Okay. But so yeah, apparently uh, everybody was really hype about it. And um, here's the other reason why. Apparently, in the show, Full House, there was an episode called Be True to Your Preschool. Oh. Can I tell you guys the plot of Be True to Your Preschool? <laughs> Please do. That's why it was in quotes. He was, you were even using proper journalistic rules. I was. Uh, in the episode, Be True to Your Preschool, her character, who I've learned is called Aunt Becky. <laughs> um, does anybody know if that's the Becky that they talk about in all, all the songs? Give me that Becky. Yeah, that is the one with whom Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. That is Becky with the good hair. See, Becky predates Lemonade. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's just a term. So right? I'm wondering, but I'm wondering if that's where it came from. I really don't like, know, oh but it would God, make Becky, sense. Look at her butt. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it would make sense, I think, because if she's this like really, really well known like white actress, that would explain why everybody in all that, the rap songs and stuff refer to Becky. Oh yeah, I don't think it is. No. 
I don't, okay. No. Now I, think, I think Becky was just a much more common name in the 80s. Like, wasn't one of the, or 90s, wasn't one of the Babysitter's Club girls named Becky? Like, maybe That's one of the Boxcar Nothing to me. Boxcar Children. That's the second time somebody's referenced Boxcar Children today in my life, which is really weird. <laughs> that sentence also uh, meant my, nothing to one me. One of my best friends, Sarah Boxcar Thompson. Children? Who's that? It's okay. a book. It's a book series. So, oh, it's a book? <laughs> <laughs> not a band. I thought it was a TV show. I was like, who are the box that? Okay. I don't know that so one. So the boxcar children are these like orphans. There's two boys and two girls and their siblings who lived in a boxcar and then like an old wealthy man found them in the boxcar and now they solve mysteries. Brilliant. My friend Sarah it hates those bo- those books because they only live in a boxcar at the very beginning of the first. <laughs> it's like, it would be like calling Harry the cupboard boy. Like yeah. you just... Yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, it that's where we found him. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. That's where he was briefly yeah. at the beginning. Hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. But Tell in, us the, the plot. Yeah, in the episode, be true to your preschool. Uh, her character and her husband, Uncle Jesse, you got yeah, it, are forced to make a tough decision between wanting the best for their kids to get their twin boys admitted into a prestigious San Francisco preschool, <laughs> or potentially committing a crime. And in the episode, Jesse decides to take matters into his own hands by taking the fast track to fabricate information on the application form. Oh my god, that was so Jesse. And, uh... He was her in a ca- band. Was he really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and her character felt uneasy about the whole thing and ended up coming forward to school administrators about their plan. So everyone's she like... She narked on her husband? In the show, yeah. So everybody's like... <laughs> What? Literally, <laughs> literally, you had a whole episode where you contemplated why it was a bad idea to do this, and then you did it? Okay, With right. money you probably made from that episode. Almost certainly, you yeah. know? Um, she hasn't done a lot yeah. in the last So everybody's 20. been chuckling about that quite a bit. Um, and now that I'm caught up on Full House, and I still haven't caught up on Desperate Housewives, I get it. Also, yeah. one of them is still missing, I think. I don't know which one. Like, I think they arrested Felicity Hoffman. Yeah, Lori the, Laughlin's still missing. There it is, yeah. The missing? article... Well, this the, all the articles are like, uh, Felicity Hoffman uh, arrested at her home. Lori Laughlin, also charged, not oh. in custody yet. She wasn't home. When wasn't home. Her. Yeah, wasn't home. Which, yeah. I'm sure they don't have like a manhunt or anything, right? Because she's not like some... No, she's not like a dangerous yeah. criminal. No, yeah. she's due to film a Lifetime movie yeah. in the next like two months, so they'll find right. her eventually. Yeah, or more importantly, she's not someone who the police think is a dangerous criminal. Yeah. But you know, so yeah, I'm sure, that's true. She's being profiled. I'm sure she'll. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll work it out. But so yeah, so that's so that's a very interesting reason. Uh, the other half of this is that it's it's allowed everyone to reignite the whole argument around uh, like social inequality and you know yeah. privilege and college admissions and stuff. It's actually very similar to you know the other huge thing this week is you know Paul Manafort gets sentenced and everyone goes that's all he got and then everyone else is like if only we applied that same rationale across the board and so it turned to this big conversation about you know right. sentencing it's like kind of the same thing when everybody's like well the first thing is isn't it kind of interesting that the reaction here is not <laughs> man these rich people tried to pay to get their kids into school it's the reaction is man that these rich people really paid the wrong People they should have just donated a building. Well, yeah. Why didn't they just donate a building? Why didn't they go and commit a crime? <laughs> but it's like, in theory, shouldn't it kind of be the same? So it's just, it, it did start this sort of little conversation, I think. A, a, a good reminder of how there's, you know, there's certain structural advantages and disadvantages 
that people have to overcome or, you know, utilize in the cosmetics process. It also brought up, if you think about it, so we talked about if you are a, you know, wealthy celeb, your kids don't need to go to college. So yeah. it's like, what leads to happen? And so it might be partially, oh, you still want your kids to go to college. You think it's a good experience. But also on some level, probably some of this has to do with status where you have to be able to say, well, their kid went to Yale. You don't want to be the one that doesn't. So it's, it's really interesting that even though you've, you've made it, you know, you're super wealthy, you still feel the need to like live up to some level of, you know, pretense or expectation or, or right. putting on appearances. So it's part of college being the default, like after high school, you go to college, which it totally shouldn't be because it's crazy mm-hmm. expensive. And if you can do what you want to do without a degree, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of wild. If you're super yeah. rich, why on earth did you go to college? But then people say, well, clear, like y- you, you grew up in a good home. You had money. What was your excuse for not going to college? You know? So it's kind of, right. I don't know. Or go to a different college. Yeah. Or if you grow up in a, you know, in a rich home and you want to go to college because you want to be a lawyer, which you shouldn't, uh, then you can get the grades. You can, you can live off your parents for like five years while you take the LSATs over and over. Like, I'm just saying, yeah. There's no reason. Why bother? I don't know. I don't know. What you think, bro? Hannah, what was your favorite tweet about it that you saw? Well, I'm not on Twitter right now. Oh, that's right. Oh, what Facebook posts did you like? No, I'm off... (laughs) 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 listeners hannah gave up social media for lent and i knew that and i also to be fair have not really missed it that much that's nice the biggest thing i miss is like snapchatting like individual like groups of people because like i want to share something which is why i've been texting you guys a lot of pictures of my dog instead of snapchatting them because yeah yeah gotta get your fix so what's my opinion on what like this whole thing because i've been hearing about it a lot at work like i've read buzzfeed articles like i my opinion is actually i have an opinion and i'm gonna put her finger in the air okay so my friend emily is very um awesome thank you and it's not this Emily. <laughs> she is also very awesome, though. Um, this is my friend Emily, who I met during study abroad. And she shared, she screenshotted some tweets for me. Oh, that was really nice. It was really nice. I haven't studied abroad. Um, oh, which broad? <laughs> you sound like my dad. I'm going to cut that out. Um, I'm not. I'm, like, I'm going to keep it in a double. Oh, there's a cute picture of Dakota with giving me side eye. Oh, my God. So I took a picture of it. Look at his side eye. That's her dog. Um, anyway. <laughs> that feels important Okay, to I have the tweets, though. Okay, so tweet from Bishop Talbert Swan, checkmark. I know that guy. Remember Tanya McDowell? She got 12 years for sending her six-year-old to Norwalk, Connecticut's Brookside Elementary School while she lived in Bridgeport, even though she was homeless. She was convicted of first-degree larceny for stealing an education, but hashtag college cheating scandal. And then the next one, remember Kelly Williams Bowler? She was convicted of using the wrong residence to get her daughters into a better school district in Ohio than underperforming Akron. She was sentenced to three years in order to pay $30,000 to the school district. But, hashtag, college cheating scandal. So, like, those tweets that I have been screenshotted and sent to, not, I have not seen, mm-hmm. not <laughs> scrolling through boredom. We understand. Um, I think those are really relevant because who knows what these people are going to get sentenced to. And, like, does it make, I just think... It's a really interesting commentary on the competitive 
competitiveness of college. I think there's some underlying conversation about like affirmative action in there. But I yeah. also think there's also this like precedent that has been sent set for these like young black women with children who they want to have a better upbringing than them. And they're like, I want my kid to just have a better like, you know, like lower school education. Like they're not trying to get their kids into Harvard right now. Right. They want them to like go to a better fifth grade. And because open enrollment doesn't exist in their school districts, they, they can't do that. And that just makes me really sad. Makes me yeah. really sad. Yeah. And I, I hope that if these people get off with less than that, then that sets a new precedent for people in the future who are sending their kids to a different college that would be or nice. different school district or something like that. I do care a lot about this. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. It's interesting because it had been so long since there was a news story that was just kind of like, I don't want to say fun because like mm-hmm. this did hurt a lot of people, especially the people yeah. who didn't get the spots that these like celebrity punk kids mm-hmm. got. But I definitely know but what you it, mean. It was one of those where it was like, Oh, we all get to laugh because people who did a bad thing got caught. Yeah. And we all get to say, like, sorry, Aunt Becky, you gotta pay money now um, for your daughter who doesn't care about college. She just wants to do her YouTube career. But (laughs) apparently she did it for her older daughter, too, who's gotten no press time. And I want to know more about her. Like, how does she feel about it? Yeah. Is she actually studying at USC or is she, like... So from what I've seen about the younger daughter, because she talks about like her older sister, and it sounds like the older sister is like on campus, like doing the school thing. I suspect the older daughter is actually like trying to go to school yeah. and like so, wants to go to school and likes going to school. Yeah. So maybe the older daughter is an argument for lowering, like you know, or relaxing a little bit of the standards that we like put so much pressure on high school kids. And the younger daughter is an argument for if you don't want to go to college, you it's shouldn't. It's okay if you don't. Really yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, you really shouldn't go. Yeah. You really shouldn't do this. But I, it was, it's been fun to see like a news story that's partially fun, and also outlines a lot of really important things. And I feel like we've had so many months and months of like everything is the most important that this yeah. news story really wove together, like fun Twitter jokes and thinking about the perspective we all need to have about the inequity and things like this and it was it was a nice kind of relaxing combination yeah it was yeah also so much so much money holy crap man there's some rich people out there bro yeah you want to buy me a house with that money yeah like we 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 gotta secure the bag guys I don't know where the bag is, but we got. We need, where's where's where is where's my bag? scam? Where's the bag? bag? Need the bag. Need the. Where's my scam? The bag. What's in the box? <laughs> the bag. What's in the bag? <laughs> yeah, there it is. There Thank it is. You Midwest. What there? What's where is my bag? Bag. Did that? Did that no. help? I took it. Oh, I was doing Midwest. Oh. If you did Midwest, I was gonna take it extra southern. Got it. So I was like, where in tarnation is my bag? Somebody uh, owes me a bag. Me. Pardon Dog me. On Does it. anyone know what? where my bag is? What? Canadian. Oh. <laughs> a. A. Does anyone a. know where my bag is? Sorry. Like, sorry. Just, sorry. Can I, I have a bag? I, I, don't I need, you know where I my need, bag is? I need, I need a, a bag of milk. Does anybody know oh. where it is? That's <laughs> true. Yeah. You know about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's gross. It's kind of, it grosses me out. I don't like it. I don't, I don't know. That just feels like a texture thing. Like, I picture a bag of milk in my hands, and I'm just, like, my shoulders go up to my ears. Did you not have the bag of milk in school? 
No, no. we had little cartons. Cartons. Ooh, we y'all did. went to them fancy, fancy schools. No, no we had carton public school. We found um, so much mold in those uh, cartons. Maybe you went to public school, but it sounds like you went to milk in the carton public school. I, I was at no, I'm, just, I'm being serious. But yeah, no, we had um, it was, it was a little, it was a little plastic pouch. It was a little oh, uh, like a Capri Sun. No, it did not have this. Uh, <laughs> no, that's far Ew. too. That's far too structurally sound. No, it was more like um um. You know what it was like? Like a Ziploc sandwich bag. Take imagine a Ziploc sandwich bag filled with milk. How do you, you drink, drink it? Milk? You you have to very carefully you you hold it in one hand and then you just gotta stab it. But you gotta do it right because if you know because it's a, it's a it's a dog it's a friggin' bag. It's like so like gelling around. Yeah, exactly. So you got you gotta get a real good grip on that thing and get like the, when you get the you, you you maneuver it so you've got the biggest fattest portion in the middle of the hand and then you stab it. And then you can just sort of hold it. If... Wait, you what? don't stab it with a straw. You just stab it and then put it to your mouth. And no, you stab it? it with a straw, but because it's not like you can't hold it like a carton, where it's like you know this. So you're still just like holding the pouch in your hand and just like. I feel like you're. Making I have this up. never ever seen. I am like not this. making any of this up. Is How this dare you, Louisiana public school? Yeah, or at the very least, East Baton Rouge Parish. I don't know about statewide. I only went to public school in one parish, but yes. Hold on. I, now I'm going to pull it up. Uh, send your questions about other places <laughs> in Louisiana Elementary School to at Gimme Jacob Moore. Yeah, he actually will be helpful. No, he went to private school. He, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he, 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 he had school. milk and, and gold jugs. <laughs> Straight from the cow. <laughs> they, they brought the cows into the cafeteria. Milk them on site. Yeah, Squirt into the children's yeah, mouths like an old Disney cartoon. Bingo. Look at it. There's the meme. Hashtag <laughs> today's kids will never know how it felt drinking milk I out of a bag. I have never that seen that. That is how I drank my milk He's, for all of school. That's the worst thing he I've He googled ever seen. milk bag. <laughs> I did not. Oh, milk, milk pouch. pouch. I elementary school. Milk pouch elementary school. You do not want to Google milk bag. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Don't tell it. I did not Google milk bag because that seemed like a terrible idea. I Googled this and that is what I drank milk out of. That's so <laughs> that. gross. Pew, pew, pew. That's pew, it. Pew, pew, pew. And you see what I mean? Where it's like you just have to like sort of cup it and just like, and then just. I feel like that's just the worst way to consume anything I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, what? It, and you know how much I like milk. I don't think I drink milk like that. You, you yeah. never really grew to like it, I have to say. I, <laughs> you always were like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, thanks for... Oh, I care now, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I cared at the beginning. Yeah, you I cared what you figured out what it was. About. Yeah. I didn't realize the point of this was to, like, confuse you. It's not. Well, it's just so... it's not not the point. You want to You don't want to come at it straight. You know, you want to kind of get an angle on it so the other person doesn't know they're going to care. It's usually one way or the other. Either you're gonna, you're like I. Th- so actually, usually Emily's angle is I know that they will care about this once they know what I'm talking about, but I'm gonna try to hide the ball a little bit, which is what I just did. Mine is usually more of like a you're not gonna care about this subject unless I explain it in a way that you might. And so that usually my usually mine I'm pretty upfront about what the subject is yeah. usually. But this one was like, I, there, it was too recent where I didn't think I could, I, I thought I had to hide the ball. So. Yeah, I think you so did a great job. Hit the ball. Yeah. I hit the ball. Okay. All right. Thank you, David. Now, my topic, yeah, yeah. I did a sort of a last minute pivot. 
And I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm always afraid to, like, talk about things I really, really care about on the show. Like, I, I do talk about things that I care about. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially, like, Elizabeth and Mary, Queen of Scots. Like, there are things that I've, like, cared a lot about for a long time. But I'm often afraid to just go off off book, off the grid, whatever, and, you know. Because, just, yeah, because yeah. you're scared I'm going to say, well, that was dumb, and then you won't want to talk to me for, like, two weeks? No, 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 no. I'll still talk to you. I'm used to it. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, David is leaving this David. house, but he's leaving into the the bedroom, so he's going the this wrong. This house is really oh. small. Yeah, this house. So is, this apartment is. He's unlocking the door and he's walking out. He's left me his computer, uh, so I guess I own that now. And Caleb's mic, which that's mine now. He's so back. rude. Hey, David. No, I think I'm just nervous that the things I care about are inherently dumb. Oh, <laughs> probably not. I'm also yeah. nervous about but that. But this... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> For you? <laughs> I have also Ooh. thought that about you. <laughs> Anytime you talk or say words, I'm like, Ugh. Could be <laughs> tricky. Could be tricky. Well, I'm really going to test you guys this week. Okay. Uh, uh, another Shakespeare play. All right. Richard II went okay, and I really care about Richard II. Yeah. But this is the Shakespeare play I care about the most okay i'm where i'm I'm worried that you have exhausted my shakespeare knowledge but that's probably a good thing well i'm about to to replenish it okay yeah uh my statement is let's see how do i phrase this much ado about nothing is the original rom-com and still the best well yeah, yeah 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 sorry um I care. The, you do care? You know how I talked about how like you've exhausted my Shakespeare knowledge? Yeah. That's with the exception of I, I love Much Ado About Nothing. You so, do? Yeah. Great. No, I, mean, I yeah. should have checked beforehand. Uh, no, no, no. Maybe because I haven't read it in a while, so I don't remember. I don't know a lot about Shakespeare at all. Yeah. Do you I'm know not, about this one? Not really. I think you're going to like this one. Okay. Yep. The one I know the best, besides Romeo and Juliet, is probably a comedy of errors. Oh, nice. Yeah, we read it in middle school. Wow, you're very cultured. Yeah, I don't know that one very well. Yeah, I don't know that one. We saw it. Yeah, it was good. It's funny. Have you ever... There's a Mark Twain book that's very similar. Which one? The The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Prince of the Popper? Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty similar. Yeah. County of Errors was the Austin, like, summer Shakespeare in the Park a couple summers ago. Yeah. I didn't understand a lot of it, but I sure did have a good time. I always (laughs) read Shakespeare with the... What's it... The thing where it puts it in English on the side. No Fear Shakespeare. Yes. Like mm-hmm. that. By the same people that do like Cliff's Notes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be the our, our freelance No Fear Shakespeare this week. Got it. Mark uh, Twain, man. You got- My it's dad been, loves Mark Twain. It's been a minute since I read a Mark Twain. My elementary school was Mark Twain. Nice. So I'm a big fan. Like, you know how elementary schools are named after people? Oh, okay. So my elementary <laughs> I, didn't, I, I really didn't understand. I, I went like, to Mark Twain Elementary. Well, gotcha. yeah, cause David, not all of us went to Milk Bag Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> You're so you rude. You my laugh. It's really bad. You're so no, rude. I love it. It's wonderful. <laughs> all right. So. Milk Bag Elementary. Much Ado About Nothing is published in 1598, God. which I know. It's so old. It's yeah. so old. For context, that is right smack dab in the middle of his plays. He's it's after Romeo and Juliet, but like a couple years before Hamlet. So he's really on his on his game. Like Shakespeare's hitting his stride here uh, with plagiarizing things and making them way better. <laughs> like, he never wrote an original plot. I think out of his thirty-seven plays, there's one original plot, maybe two. It's ridiculous, but he you know so he stole much ado about nothing from somebody and he made it a lot better. And 
if you have seen romantic comedies for the last, like, however many years, you understand the formula, because I think this started the formula. I think Hmm. it's much do about nothing, and then, like, Pride and Prejudice kind of solidified it. But if you have more than one couple in a rom-com, there's the, like, there's the main couple who are both usually, like, smart, maybe a little bit older, you spend more time with them, you can tell they're more on it, and they have, like, more compatibility, I think, generally, than the other couple. And then there's, like, the the couple that's slightly younger and slightly dumber and, like, very sweet, and you're happy that they get together, but, you know, you can mm-hmm. take them or leave them. Like, or they take them the other way, where the, the, young, the young couple is dumb, and they're not sweet at all, they're, like... They're the ones that like, they're the ones that drive up in the Mustang and like hit something when they park and they get on, they're already yelling at each other. And one has like a small dog for some reason, you know, like, like they they take it that way. Exactly. But I think like, uh, when Harry met Sally, there's, uh, the Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby. I haven't seen it. David hasn't seen it. Uh, they get together and you're like, oh, that's, that's great and nice. But them being together is really just a reason for Harry and Sally to continue interacting until they are, they fall in love. Mm -hmm. So... In Much Ado About Nothing, the sweet young dumb babies are Claudio is the boy and Hero is the woman. Um, Claudio is so dumb. Claudio <laughs> is Ryan Lochte. He is, he does not have object permanence. He is confused by shapes. Like, he is so confused by shapes that he accuses Hero of cheating on him because he can't, because he thinks a woman wearing a hat is the same as a different woman wearing the same hat. It is unbelievable. He's so stupid, but Hero so loves him, and I like Hero, so I'm, you know, what is that so? You like Hero? Hero's nice. Uh-huh. What's yeah. Hero? nice. How do you spell that? Like H-E-R-O. Oh. It's a weird name. <laughs> I don't know why her name is Hero. Why are you upset yeah. about that? I just, I don't know. It's dumb. <laughs> I don't like that name. It's kind of... <laughs> I wanted it to be spelled differently, so I'd be like, oh. Sorry, I, it's I, I, uh, G-Y-R-O. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's named it for yeah. sandwich. Cool. So, Euro and Claudio. Hero's older female cousin is Beatrice, and Beatrice. Claudio's, like, slightly older... I mean, they're, they're both, like... I picture, like, Hero and Claudio are 20s. Benedict and Beatrice are in their 30s. And Claudio's older, like, worldly-wise friend, quote-unquote, is Benedict. And those are our main couple. So you got Benedict and Beatrice. Right. And you can tell it's cute because their names are alliterated. Yeah. It's adorable. So they, the, the plot of Much Ado About Nothing is essentially, like, Claudio doesn't have object permanence covered and it ruins his love life for a second. And rich people can't wait a week between uh, an engagement and a wedding without finding shenanigans to do. So we, like, at the very beginning of the play, all of the soldiers are coming to say stay at Hero and Beatrice's house. Um, and they're, you know, Hero's dad is, like, the big, like, landowner or whatever. And uh, Beatrice, like, they make it very clear from the beginning that Beatrice and Benedict are always fighting. They are always just, like... Verbally sparring. There's a season of and community. they're in a relationship at this time, right? They're not in a relationship. Not. They're no. doing the, like, cutesy thing, right? Right. Where it's like, there go those two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But Can't this... wait till we get to season two on this one. Right. But it's the the um, the um season of community where Jeff and Britta are always at each other's oh, throats. And the whole show. group 
in unison is like, shut <laughs> up! We are so, you are not Ross and Rachel. Yeah. You are annoying and we can't stand you. Yeah. And that's kind of how I picture it. Um, but the first thing Beatrice says in the play is, I pray you, is Senor Montanto returned from the wars or no? Which Montanto is both like, a play on somebody who's a social climber, like he's mounting up, like he's climbing the oh, mountain socially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also like she's essentially calling him a slut. Mm. So the first thing Beatrice says is, hey, is that slutty social climber Benedict coming back from the war or did he die? <laughs> <laughs> and the poor messenger who has no idea of any of the backstory is like, I don't know anybody whose name is social climbing slut in the in the patrol battalion whatever i'm not sure um does he go by does he have a nickname does he have a nickname and hero's like my my cousin means benedict and he's like oh yeah he's coming back beatrice is like so first of all she is like crap talking benedict behind his back he is not even there. And she's like, oh, I've got all these good burns. I'm so ready. I've been practicing these burns in the mirror. Which, like, okay, you don't care about him at all that you've been, like, saving these up. But also, I love how soon this play establishes that Beatrice is super quick. Uh, because the messenger, or Beatrice says, uh, he the best thing she can say about Benedict is he hath an excellent stomach. Like, he's good at eating. Uh, and the messenger, still being like, do-do-do, is like, and a good soldier too, lady. <laughs> and Beatrice goes, and a good soldier to a lady. <laughs> Again, he's, like, mm-hmm. he's a slut. Yeah. But what is he to a lord? And the messenger is like, a lord to a lord, a man to a man, stuffed with all honorable virtues. And Beatrice is like, yeah, he's he's stuffed. Like, it's so good. She's so quick. I love her very much. Oh, the other thing, the uh, she says so many great things, but the other great thing she says right off the... Finally, the messenger is like reads the room and is like, uh, I see, lady, that that gentleman is not in your books. And she goes, No, if he were, I would burn my study. Oh, she that's funny. is ready. <laughs> see, my issue with Shakespeare growing up is like, I never was able to pick up on the satire or the sarcasm or the, the wit. Like, I'd read it and I'd be like, I don't get what she's trying to say. I would never have gotten this Montanto thing. They could have been like, Yeah, I don't know anybody by that name. Like, I would have been the messenger. Right. I never got them either. Except this play, I didn't, I, I just didn't get Montanto. But like, yeah. for this play, I do remember like half of them, I was like, oh, that's kind of good. <laughs> spicy. Oh, she got a little spicy. Ooh, got, uh, some, got, a little, uh, got a little chili on that. I saw a really, there was a really good adaptation online with uh, Catherine Tate and David Tennant. Um, and they are on Doctor Who. They were like um, companions, which is just like the doctor's like traveling buddy. Mm, and they okay. were best friends okay. and they were like adversarial but in a much more like sweet and loving and platonic way and so when i heard that they were doing this i was like i'm gonna find that online and watch it and i've watched it many many times since then and it's the easiest to understand for me so Mm -hmm. anytime i like there are lots of interpretations you can do on stage and emma thompson's in in one with kenneth brana that's pretty good but i don't like kenneth brana because he cheated on emma thompson in real life and anyone who wrongs Emma Thompson can... Yeah, that's a no-go. Yeah, it's a no-go. Yeah, they can uh, take a trip. But her Beatrice is, is great as well. It's hard to do a bad Beatrice. She's incredible. Yeah. Well, I also feel like Beatrice is like kind of character like... If you cast it right, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, you, know, you know who would be a good Beatrice. Yeah. 
It's easy. If I mean, like, I feel like Emily Blunt would be a great Beatrice. Are you ready to be Beatrice? I would love to be Beatrice. Yeah, we'll make that happen. But I, I think I'm Beatrice. too young. I don't think I've hit my Beatrice years yet. I That's... think I'm still in my hero years, but mm-hmm. hero suffers too many fools. Mm-hmm. Isn't everyone kind of young in Shakespeare time because they all die really young? Yeah. Yeah, see? She's got a point. I don't yeah. have the gravitas. Well, okay. You say so, buddy. If anybody wants to cast me as Beatrice, I'm ready. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll gray up my hair. And by which I mean I'll stop dyeing my hair from... No, from gray. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it. It's fine. Uh, all right. Then uh, Benedict walks in and immediately his first, like, Beatrice burns him. And he says, what, my dear lady disdain, are you yet living? And Beatrice <laughs> says, is it possible disdain should die while she hath such meat food to feed it as Senor Benedict? He's like, what's up, hateful? You still... You still, still like, alive? alive? <laughs> and she's like, how could hate die when you are so hateable? <laughs> You're still alive. I must live to hate. Like, it's pretty good. Uh, what does she say? Uh, Benedict says, er, Beatrice is like, well, I would never have a man who loved me. That would be disgusting. And Benedict says, uh, so some gentleman or other shall escape a predestinate scratched face. And she says, scratching could not make it worse if it were such a face as yours. It is so spicy they're so good it's savage and finally uh, it's spicy <laughs> benedict says keep your way a god's name i have done he's like i'm out i don't want to do this anymore i'm so tired please stop <laughs> fighting me and she, and then she like has another singer after that like i always look at beatrice as the aggressor in this situation and mm-hmm. i don't know if it's because she's thirstier than benedict or mm-hmm. i mean like shrouds mm-hmm. is benedict yeah. <laughs> you have to cut that out. No, we're no, leaving it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. So, Hero walks through. This like all the soldiers have arrived. Hero walks through, and Claudio, displaying a shocking amount of object permanence, is like Hero attractive, and she leaves the room. <laughs> she leaves the room, and he remembers her, and he's like Hero attractive. And he turns to Benedict, and he goes. Hero attractive? <laughs> uh, and he he's like, how do you like... Uh, he says, how do you like Hero? And Benedict's like, nah. And uh, Benedict says, would you buy her that you inquire after her? And Claudio says, can the world buy such a jewel? And Benedict goes, yeah. And a case to put it in. <laughs> it's so good. He is so like... And then he goes on this long speech of like, well, I never see a bachelor of three score again. Like, well, I, isn't a score like, how many is a score? Is it 20 12? Years. 20. 20. Yeah. 20. 20. I guess he's uh, dying to see a 60-year-old bachelor. <laughs> I guess. This is, this is kind of on brand because they use the word bachelor a lot in this play. And I was like, okay. oh, Hannah knows the bachelor. I do know the bachelor. <laughs> Can I ask? Like, Please just, because this is my thing. Oh my Imagine. God, I want to know. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. Imagine, like, you know, we're we're at, we're at, like, you know, we're getting we're getting dinner somewhere, and we've got a friend, and we're like, she's like, oh, so and so's coming, and we're like, Ugh. every time she hangs out with so and so, they go at it, right? They they're like bickering and stuff. Guy walks in, and she says, oh, here comes this old lazy lout about, and then he says, you ain't dead yet. I honestly think I would have to get up and leave. <laughs> that, like, just I'm not prepared for that level of straight up honest just savagery to someone's face. <laughs> I'll try to test David. <laughs> yeah. Mm, let's see what you got. No. Uh, so, basically, there's a there's a party because it's Shakespeare. 
Um, there's a dumb plan because it's Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. The party makes no sense. Mm. Claudio is like, I love Hero. <laughs> I would like to marry Hero. Hero and pretty. Yeah, Hero attractive. Benedict. <laughs> hero attractive? <laughs> hero, he- hero pretty face bright eye? Can, two, can, two ha- them. can I have? Can has? Can has. <laughs> can, uh, can has. And so the prince, who's their like military commander, is like, I've got a great idea. I'm gonna dress up as you and get her to marry you for you, even though she likes you. Mm-hmm. But I'll have my mask on. Hashtag Shakespeare. Yeah. And Claudio's like, good, good idea. I like. Please do. It work, I marry. I, it work, I marry. And in the meantime... I pay you money? Yeah. In the meantime, Benedict puts on a mask and goes up to Beatrice and is like, so, what do you think of Benedict? And she's like, I, I know it's... He's an idiot. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's an idiot. I have to leave now. And she walks away and Benedict's like, how could she call me an idiot? She didn't even know it was me. Does she just talk about me like this all the time? Dude, she know. It's great. That part is great. That part of the plan. Anyway, through an unnecessary ruse, Hero <laughs> agrees to marry Claudio. And now the true joy begins because they're it at this like... sounds like Hero's kind of dumb if she can't recognize yeah. the mask. I mean, she ain't as dumb I... as Claudio, but... But you yeah. don't exactly feel bad for her for nah. what she's getting. You really don't. She's. Mm-mm. I think she's a little... Like, in my mind, she's always a little bit like April with Andy, where, like... Andy Dwyer is a dum-dum. He's yeah. a sweet dum-dum with a good heart. I don't know that Claudio has a good heart. But, like, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. April doesn't necessarily think things all the way through, but it's because she's choosing not to because yeah. she's like, yeah, I love this. I love this guy. It'll be she, fine. She's not that smart. She just could be. Yeah, April's April. way smarter yeah. than Hero. Yeah, but, like, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's, Claudio's just so stupid and i put him on level with like frank churchill from emma which is a whole other rant i will go on at some point Mm -hmm. anyway there are seven days between the engagement and the wedding and all these rich people are in an italian villa and they have nothing to do so all the rich people who are not there's like three dudes on the guy's side and three women on the women's side and they all agree that they're going to prank benedict and beatrice into falling in love i'm Mm -hmm. in I'm in. This is the only kind of prank that I'm always in on. I love movies where it's like, there's some reason these people have to pretend to be together. I don't care if it's going to a family Christmas or a wedding with an escort who's the, uh, oh my god, what's his name? He's on, there's Dylan McDermott and there's Dermot Mulroney. It's Dermot Mulroney who's on the wedding date. There you go. she's doing a story about how to lose a guy in 10 days, if it's 10 things I hate about you and they have to like convince you know he has to take the sister the older sister out so the younger sister can go i don't I, care I give seen, me I seen any of these. give me movies where people have to pretend to be in love i will watch them every time because you know what happens they fall yeah. in love for I, real i actually completely agree with I've, you those are like my favorite rom-coms i've been ones, comparing yeah. this whole thing to how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah it feels a lot like that those are all my favorites, especially when it's like they start out. Not only do they have to like pretend to love each other, at the beginning they actually hate each other. Yes, it's and then the it's best. like yeah, it's always like something happened, and where like there's always that moment where the two of them look at each other like, just, just get through it, just get through it, just get through it. 
And it's, oh, it's the best. I love the, it. The, I think it's encapsulated by the line, and you've got mail before Tom Hanks knows that he's in love with Meg Ryan and mm-hmm. he actually thinks he hates Meg Ryan, where mm-hmm. he says, oh, she's beautiful, but she's a pill. <laughs> what a Tom Hanks thing to it's say. So good. She's a pill. He says it to Dave Chappelle, too, and Dave Chappelle's like, pill. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So good. Uh, so with these seven days, they start to um, convince each other, and Benedict has this great speech. He, like... He calls for the servant boy. He goes, boy! And the boy comes in and says, yes? And Benedict says, in my chamber window, there's a book. Bring it to me here. And the boy says, I am here already. (laughs) (laughs) Benedict says, I know you're here. Go get, go leave here and give me the book and bring it back to me. So while he's just like sitting by himself waiting for, it's a great joke. I love that joke. But while he's sitting in the orchard waiting for himself, he does this great thing that I feel like guys do all the time where they have a really specific, and I mean, okay, maybe women do this more. People do this all the time where you have a very specific list of things you want in a person, but you act like you don't have that many specific (laughs) things you want. So... I mean, this is mm-hmm. the example. Till all, Benedict says, till all graces be in one woman, one woman shall not come in my grace. Rich she shall be, that's certain. Wise or I'll none. Virtuous or I'll never cheapen her, which is great. Fair or I'll never look at her. Mild or come not near me. Noble or I am, or I not for an angel. Of good discourse, an excellent musician. And her hair will be whatever. <laughs> It's so great. Her hair shall be of what color it please God. It's just like, it's so funny that he's like, she has to be perfectly beautiful, very calm, very smart, an excellent musician, and I don't care what color her hair is. Could not care what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Could not care what it is. Yeah. Very brave of him. Uh, And so while he's, you know, after he gives this list, he's waiting for the boy to bring back the book and the three guys come in, Claudio and the prince and the uncle, um, and they're all talking very loudly and play-actingly about, like, did you hear that Benedict is in... or that Beatrice is in love with Benedict? And they're like, yeah, it seems crazy, but it's true. <laughs> and Benedict is, like, behind the pillars, like, what? What? And in the in the stage production, the boy tries to bring the book back to him in the middle of him hiding, and he's like, get up, go away. And they all know he's there, and they're like, she was... She was talking about him in her sleep. Yeah, she was talking about him in her sleep. Yeah. Say all, say all kind of good things about him. Oh, she, yeah, she's big. And it's so great because Benedict buys it immediately. He's such a sucker. And two seconds ago, he was like, I will never get married unless she's absolutely perfect and has hair. Uh, and <laughs> Can't be bald. Yeah. We should clarify. Yeah. And, he's, and now he says, I have railed so long against marriage, but... Doth not the appetite alter? A man loves meat in his youth that he cannot endure in his age. The world must be peopled. When I said I would die a bachelor, I did not think I would live until I were married. (laughs) And then Beatrice comes in the room and he says, I spy some marks of love in her. And Beatrice, like, I picture her, like, unbuttoning her pants, like, like, scratching her butt, like, so not into it at all, says... Against my will, I am bid to come into dinner. <laughs> and Benedict literally says, Against my will, I am sent to bid you come into dinner. There's double meaning in that! He is the easiest scam mark of all yeah, time. Yeah. He is rich. All in. And you could take all his money. <laughs> this easily. Yeah. Sounds like somebody I should date. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hannah what? the scammer. Uh, yeah, you out here scamming, bro. I see you. Respect. Beatrice is basically as easy to fool. It takes less time, but she also, like, says fewer words because, you know, I think she was probably closer there. I think Beatrice knew she was in love with Benedict and didn't want to admit it, and Benedict had no idea he was in love with Beatrice, but the second somebody said it, he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely yeah. would. I think she was just mad about yeah. it. And then... The bad guy, who's played by Keanu Reeves in the Emma Thompson movie, which is just wild. It, it, I I love Keanu. I will die on the hill that he's a good actor. But the man should not be doing Shakespeare. Yeah. He should be doing John Wick and The Matrix yeah. and Bill and Ted. And, you know, basically everything else he does. Any movie with the word woe in it should be in his oeuvre. Has he played other villains? Uh, surely, right? And is he any good at it? Because here's what I'm wondering. Because I feel like you would totally cast Keanu as a villain. Because he kind of looks like he could be a villain with the like, you know, the long hair, the very serious face, right. and kind of like, you know, intense eyes. Grave brow. But everything I've heard about him sounds like he's just like the the happiest, nicest guy. I almost feel like if you tried to make him be like a really evil villain, it wouldn't work. He's like, I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Listeners weigh in. Tweet at Gimme Jacob Moore. At Gimme Jacob Moore. <laughs> Why do we tweet him and With not two you guys? O's. Well, he's the official account. Yeah. Oh, the other account's just our backup account. Yeah, care at for care free. For free. You yeah. can tweet at that as well, but, but also yeah. tag Gimme Jacob Moore. Yeah, just still when tag Gimme Jacob Moore. Yeah, it was Absolutely. a bit from when he was on. If you oh. listen to the pod, <laughs> <laughs> friend of the year, friend of the pod. <laughs> anyway, I learn more. Uh. About this? About this. Yes! Great! Because <laughs> we're about to get to my favorite part. So, Keanu frames Hero for cheating on Claudio. He puts a hat on a different woman, <laughs> has his friend make out with that woman, has Claudio see it, and goes, I don't know, man. Heroes be tricky. <laughs> and Claudio, rather than being like, hey, Hero, I saw something last night, and I'd like to talk to you about it, at their wedding, tears off her veil and is like, you ho! And leaves her at the wedding. And, like, her own dad, who sucks, evidently, is like, Hero, how could you cheat on Claudio? I'm so embarrassed that you're my daughter. And she's like, I didn't... It was a hat on a different woman! Like, I mean, they don't know the whole plan, but it's pretty clear. And... Event, there's like this whole thing where they like fake her death to make Claudio feel bad, which works because he's so dumb. He's like a ghost! So dumb. Yeah, and they like like trick him into thinking that she's been brought back to life because he said he was sorry about... He's so dumb. It's just advanced how dumb he is. But at the after the big wedding blow-up where Claudio storms off and Hero's like, I might as well be dead. I've been accused of like being a harlot and that's you know in this time period not so good um not, not different from being so hero letter everybody leaves except benedict and beatrice beatrice is bawling because this is just the worst uh and she's not getting married though no it's but her she cousin, loves her cousin oh, yeah and they're best they friends together yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah okay. i'd be sad too um, it's like i feel like it's like lizzie and jane and pride and prejudice mm. where it's like we're very very close and i feel very protective of you because you're not that great uh, have you seen the movie? That's wild. The movie's very good. Uh, Jane Jane is smarter than Hero, I should state. But just as nice. And then Benedict, master of timing, is like, shoot your shot, boy! 
He says, Lady Beatrice, have you wept all this while? She says, yeah, and I'll weep a while longer. <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm sad. sad. I'm not done. And Benedict says, very tenderly, I will not desire that. And she goes, you have no reason. I do it freely. <laughs> She's always on. She's, She's like, like, why are you here? I am crying. I don't, don't care. You. I don't care if you want me to cry. It could not matter less to me. So and Benedict's like, I'm an ally. Surely I do believe your fair cousin is wronged. Uh, she says, ah, oh, how much might the man deserve of me that would write her? Benedict says, is there any way to show such friendship? He's like posturing. And she's like, a very easy way, but no such friend. And she says, may a man do, he says, may a man do it. She says, it is a man's office, but not yours. She's like trying to get him to say he will do something to help Hero, basically, mm-hmm. for her. And uh, she says, it is a man's office, but not yours. And then there's like, in my mind, there's like a dot, dot, dot. And he goes, I do love nothing in the world so much as you. Is that not strange? <laughs> He's like, I love you. It's wild, right? Yeah. Like crazy. And for some reason. The most absurd story. What if she says, as strange as the thing I know not, it were possible for me to say I love nothing so well as you, but believe me not. And yet I lie not. I confess nothing. But I deny nothing. I'm sorry for my cousin. She's just like, <laughs> she's like word vomiting everything. It's so great. She's like, I might love you, but I, I didn't say that. And I do love you, but I don't. And I'm, this, I'm sad. <laughs> Sounds like she's not the time. An episode of Bachelor. It does. <laughs> it it's does. A little bit. And then uh, he says, "By my sword, Cassie, thou lovest me." Sorry. Uh, he says, "By my sword, Beatrice, thou lovest like, me." Cassie's like, <laughs> Uh, I couldn't remember. He says, by my sword, Beatrice, you love me. And she says, do not swear and have to eat it. Take it back. And he says, I will swear by it that you love me. And I will make him eat it that says, I love not you. And she says, will you not eat your word? Like, are you serious? And he says, with no sauce that can be devised to it. He is so corny. Like, I feel like Beatrice is quick and he is a major cheese ball. I mean, he's quick too, but you know. And then they, you She's know, not as quick as her. I, yeah. right. I picked up on that. Yeah, she wants he's in love. He like lost. He like he's lost some of his quickness. Now he, yeah, now he's a little sap. Yeah, he's exactly what he was complaining about Claudio being at the beginning. He's yes. like, Beatrice, attractive. Yeah, I love. I love, love my long time and much. So I think Beatrice genuinely loves him and is like pumped that this is finally happening. But she's also pissed at Claudia, and she never loses sight of the goal. She says, I love you with so much in my heart that none is left to protest. And Benedict says, come, bid me do anything for thee. And she says, kill Claudio. <laughs> she's like, murder your best friend. He, oh my god! He pissed me off. He, like, basically killed my cousin because there's nothing she can do with her life now. Uh, and Benedict says, ha, not for the wide world, like, thinking she's joking. And she goes, you kill me to deny it. Farewell. And so she's like, if you don't kill him, I'm gone. Yeah. And she's Does he like, do it? <laughs> he says, wait, sweet Beatrice. She says, I'm gone, though. I'm here. There's no love in you. Like, if you aren't going to prove this to me, what's the point? Like, you can say anything. You've said things for years and years and years. But if you're not going to prove that you love me by, like, avenging my cousin, don't waste my time. She says, you'll easier be friends with me than fight my enemy. He says, is Claudio your enemy? And she's like, yeah. (laughs) Bear her in 
hand until they come to take hands in marriage and then with public accusation uncovered slander? Oh God, that I were a man, I would eat his heart in the marketplace. She's just like monologuing now. Uh, and she, he says, hear me, Beatrice. And she says, talk with a man at a window, a proper set. Like, that's such BS. And he's like, nay, well, Beatrice. And she goes, sweet hero, she is wrong, she is slandered, she is undone. And then he just goes, be it. And she goes, princes and counties. It's so great. She's just like ramping up. And finally, he's like, by this hand, I love thee. And she says, use it for my love some other way than swearing by it. It's so like, no scrubs, original don't don't hang out the passenger side of your best friend's ride. Kill your best friend. He sucks. He finally says, I will challenge him. I will kiss your hand and I so leave you. By this hand, Claudio shall render me a dear account. So he's like, I'm going to do it. But Benedict also knows only if he has to. He's like, yeah. I really don't want to do this. So eventually, because it's Shakespeare, they devise another plan where <laughs> Hero comes in in like, at least in the stage adaptation, she comes in this black veil, and there's a bunch of brides, and it's like, and Claudio, like, unmasks one, and he's like, Hero! They all told me you were dead! And she was like, are you sorry for being such an idiot? And he's like, yes, I miss you, and now I know you didn't cheat on me, and I'm sorry! And she's like, fine, we will get married. And everybody's like, yay! I have to imagine Beatrice is like, oh, but like, you know, yeah. yay. They And they do love each other. Benedict and Beatrice have a really, like, fun scene before that where he's, like, writing her a song and he sucks at it. That's great. Um, but finally, at this, like, Hero and Claudio wedding, uh, the, the people who were pranking them are like, oh, and by the way, we got you guys so good, we made you think that you were, like, in love. Like, Beatrice, we made you think that Benedict <laughs> loved you, and Benedict, we made you think that Beatrice loved you, and it was such a good prank, right? And both of them immediately go, Good prank. I was super in on it. <laughs> I definitely was like, ah, I love you, but I, I don't at all. Uh, and they they both do that. They're so... They're petty. They don't want to have the, the... Yeah. That's exactly the word. They're petty. Super but petty. Claudio and Hero brought the receipts. <laughs> because sometime in the middle of all this, like, scheming and secret writing and everything... They both found time to write poetry about the other person. And so they, like, like Be Beatrice gets the one that's about her. Like, she snags it from Claudio, mm -hmm. and Benedict does the same thing from Hero. And they both read it, and they both go, eh, I, I could marry you. <laughs> uh, where is it? Oh, this is the best. Benedict says, a miracle. Here's our own hands, like our own handwriting, against our hearts. Come, I will have thee, to Beatrice, but by this light I take thee for pity. And Beatrice says, I would not deny you, but by this good day I yield upon great persuasion, and partly to save your life, for I was told you were in a consumption. <laughs> Don't really like you just doing this because I have to. But, but in the end, because they really like each other. They both get to like each other and not necessarily be that embarrassed of it. And that is the story of Much Ado About So why do we think that the story is really about Beatrice and Benedict and not about Claudio and Hero? Because I know you say, like, Claudio and Hero are, like, the minor characters that facilitate right. this relationship, which I get. But I feel like, from what you just said, Claudio and Hero are the major characters and Benedict and Beatrice 
are like the subplot that they're like distracted by. Yeah. Like facilitating that relationship, which then leads to all the confusion between Claudio and Hero. I haven't read the play. Yeah. No, so. no, no. I think my answer, and I'll ask David for his as well. My answer would be that they are more interesting and they are older and they seem more like the focus of the plot. But you've seen 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. That's, which is also based on Shakespeare. It's Taming of the Shrew, okay. which sucks. 10 Things I Hate About You is much better. Because okay. Taming of the Shrew is like, women need to be tamed, don't they? <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You is like, ah, you could be kind of grungy and play a guitar and still get the love <laughs> of Heath Ledger. But like, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles are much more interesting than Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Larissa Olnick. But they're like, yeah. about as much screen time... But definitely more romantic, interesting, and I think compatible. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think that Hero and Claudia are much more static characters that things happen to and happen around yeah. rather than them doing they anything on their own to change anything. They don't develop, they don't really change. Yeah, and sure. I think that a lot more goes into developing uh, Beatrice and Benedict. But I also think the other part of it is just like the pure. Um, literary structure of the play the way it's written like mm-hmm. it's written very much like where it starts off it's like Beatrice is doing the talking and other people are around and then once Benedict shows up it's very much like finally this guy that we've been talking about Benedict is here and now That's we're talking true. about Benedict and then for the rest of the show it feels like it's much more like centered around one of the two of them is talking even if the things on the scene are mostly happening to someone else it's these two that are talking and like who are thinking and having soliloquies about their opinions and so um i never even thought for a second that it was anyone other than those two but i think that's also because i was reading it yeah so, i haven't read it yeah but here like having the story told to you i could, I could see how you'd come away with that position it's like isn't this all about these two people getting married and then not getting married and now they're married again and this other thing's happening but it's really about these two yeah. people trying to get married right mm-hmm. and the thing is well not really yeah <laughs> they're just the background that lets you set up the silly shakespearean schemes yeah if you were going to call it something, you would call it, like, if you had to name it after characters, you'd call it Benedict and Beatrice. Because no one would go see Claudio and Hero. No. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair. And it's also like, you can tell what you think, because you've read so many more Shakespearean plays than I have. But of the ones that I've read, one of the major reasons that this one is honestly probably my favorite is just because there's so much snark. Yes. And I think, in fact, I'm literally right now coming to terms with, like, maybe I just... All, I, I I feel like I got I feel like I became snarky a little later on in the process, but clearly it was maybe always in me because I think when we first read the I was like, there's so much snark and it's so good and I love it, and most of the snark in the play comes from those two characters. So I think like also like the character of the play is from those two is from those two yeah. rather than Hero yeah. and Claudio. Yeah, because you it's more fun than dramatic gosh it's so fun and then when you watch it and they're like all the claudio hero stuff goes down you're like can we please get back to the fun snark benedict pretending like he doesn't want to get married and being so thirsty so dumb (laughs) i I just love the can you guys believe what beatrice said about about benedict she said she loves him isn't that wild i know (laughs) and benedict's like what (laughs) so stupid so dumb. So dumb. It's amazing. He's dumb, but he's a legend. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. He's love dumb. That's different. Like, that's different from regular dumb. Yeah, he's not Ryan Lochte. Yeah, yeah. So does benchmark for dumb. Oh, yeah, I know. Does Claudio meet your, um, want to help him cross the street metric? Um. Or do you not know enough about him? I should explain. 
my my want to help him cross the street. Oh yeah, I want to help him cross the street. Metric is the instinct that shouts in me anytime I see Jason Mendoza, Andy Dwyer, Joey Tribbiani, where I'm like, you're so sweet, you're so dumb, and I'm afraid that if you try to cross the street, you'll get hit by a truck. Let me help you. Mm. And it's not like a, like, ooh, I'm so into Jason Mendoza. It's like I'm much more into Cheaty than Jason. And honestly, I'm probably more into Ted Danson than any of them, but... Uh, Who is it? I'm, but it's like, I just, I just want to help you. And I think the reason that I compare Claudio to Ryan Lochte is because I used to feel that way about Ryan Lochte. And then his stupidity became malicious. Mm. And he, like, did something really dumb that affected a bunch of people and, like, could have ruined the lives of the people who ran that gas station and, like, or, you know, her who got caught. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I think I don't feel the Jason Mendoza way about Claudio because his stupidity becomes malicious. Mm. And yeah. he actually, like, almost ruins Hero's life with a, an accusation that, you know, A, shouldn't ruin him. It's like, you know, it's 1598. Uh, things were worse. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Things were worse at one point. It's nice <laughs> yeah. to remember. Wild. Uh, but, you know, I think I, if Claudio were... Le- if he weren't so easily led by Keanu into stupidity mm-hmm. that becomes malicious. I think I would like him more. Fair and enough. I still have a lot of affection for the guy who plays him in the stage play. Like he showed up in like Murder on the Orient Express, and I was like, oh. And I was like, Ooh, why I do I like that. that? Yeah, he's the yeah. best friend of Kenneth Branagh. I don't know. Who's Kenneth I don't know who that is. He plays Hercule Poirot. He's Gilderoy Lockhart. That helps. Yeah, I know who that is. Poirot. Poirot. Yeah. Poirot. 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 Yeah. He's a, the yeah. world's greatest detective. Yeah, the world's greatest mustache. Mustache. Yeah. yeah. Also, I read the next the movie they're adapting next uh, with for the screen, and mm-hmm. Gal Gadot's gonna be in it, and Army Hammer's gonna be in it. And oh, it's I miss be her. Good. That's dope. Yeah. Okay, cool. Gal Gadot. Yeah. More like I'm Gal sorry. Gadot. What? Why? Yeah. Are you sorry? Same. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> just it was just a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, do you care? I care. David, you already cared. Oh, yeah. But it, yeah. Uh, I haven't read it in so many years. And I, well, I still haven't read it. Yeah. But thank you for the refresh. You just like brought it all flooding back. I can't, t- like, there's no Shakespeare play that I like anywhere close to as much as that one. And yeah. I, I swear he wrote that one for me. I love I, it. So, well, I really he stole right. it and then improved it <laughs> for improved me. It. Yeah. He oh, my it gosh. So you. good. Oh. All right. What did you care about this week? Anything? Anything good? Anything new in the news besides what we talked about? You know, I swear I had something. I did. I cared about something, and I forgot. What did I care about? What What did I do this week? Oh, I know it. I, I got it. Yes, yes. Uh, my my intramural flag football team yeah. had our first game. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm signed up in an intramural flag football league. Uh, I have convinced a number of friends to do it with me. Uh, co-ed flag football is my favorite thing in the entire world because it's just a thing where everybody's running around and having fun and everybody gets involved in the game and, and we won and the last league we played in, the refs were terrible and were rude and didn't know the rules, but were condescending to you when you called them out on, and this one's so much better and they know what they're doing and it's actual football and everybody had fun and it was just great and I'm very happy and Caleb played well and he got so excited that he immediately bought some very expensive uh, cleats and gloves and we went out to (laughs) test them out today and it's very it's very it's very on brand Caleb thing I've ever heard yeah they are also 
gorgeous cleats. Like, they're so pretty. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, they're so pretty. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's dope. So, um, yeah. yeah, I cared about that this week, and I'm pretty excited for next week's game. It'll be great. That was a, that was a great segue into what I cared about this week. because I stole my boyfriend Mike from your football team. You did. You did. To you did stay with me. I mean, he wanted to. And he did, David yeah. gladly released him, which yeah. was very kind. I think he um, kind of was hoping that I wasn't going to yeah. be a butt about it. I was like, no, nah, you're good. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. If you want an Easter egg on an upcoming relationship that Mike and I didn't know was going to happen, you can listen to the first episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> where he gets shouted out for cyberbullying me at David's behest. Anyway... Mike and I and a couple of other friends, Zach Daniel, uh, got to see a live taping of this podcast called The Rewatchables, which is where they just pick people from The Ringer, uh, which is like a website, writing, mm. place, podcast network, etc. Con- content generator. Content generator. Yes. Uh, they, to come out and talk about The Matrix, and it was uh, Sean Fennessy, who's like a bigwig there, Chris Ryan, who's incredible and smart and helps me understand true detective this season jason concepcion who is half of one of my favorite podcasts binge mode and shay serrano who longtime listeners will note is like the official favorite anything of this podcast yeah uh and they just talked about the matrix and i had watched the matrix earlier that day and i was like this is fine and then they talked about it and i was like no this is the best movie of all time <laughs> uh and then i got to meet uh jason and mallory who run binge mode which is a podcast i love very dearly and they were they lived up to the hype uh i would say don't meet your heroes if they are more famous than a podcast about harry potter you know like if it's like podcasting or below i would say definitely meet your heroes and if yeah. it's like an actor or a sports player yeah be cautious. Although I'm starting to think um, that maybe if someone becomes famous through a podcast, that is a very specific medium through which it, you probably can always feel okay about meeting them. Almost like no matter how famous the podcast gets. Yeah. Because I feel right. like that's become something that like so often it's really just the person just talking and being who they are. It's like yeah. if you meet them, it's probably going to feel pretty similar. So that's actually probably, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. And the nice thing about podcasts is that it's typically about an interest, right? It's not just Mm -hmm. like, I am a personality and listen to me talk. Mm -hmm. So when you meet somebody who runs a podcast, you always have something to talk about. Yeah. A lot harder to just play a character. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I've seen Brad Pitt in like 14 movies. I don't know Brad Pitt. I don't know anything about Brad Pitt. If I started talking to him, I'd be like, I loved you in this movie. And he'd be like, I hated doing that movie. And he'd be like, cheap, cheap, cheap. I hated that movie. (laughs) Uh, I think David's doing Brad Pitt from Ocean's Eleven because he's chewing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think Brad Pitt, my new theory is that Brad Pitt is a brilliant character actor who's cursed by being handsome. You might be right about that. Yeah. What about Why you, Blondie? You... What'd you care about this week? Yeah. Um, Bachelor finale. Mm-hmm. Please give us, like, a, you know, 60 to 90 second recap for people who don't watch The Bachelor. Spoiler alert. Colton, who is very loudly a virgin, was The Bachelor this season. <laughs> 30 women were competing for the chance to be his first. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what be his fiance. weird... It's just... Weird, ugh. ain't it? Yeah, That's weird. That. I really didn't like how they... Anyway, there's a lot of things I didn't love about the season. Right. They stopped focusing on the virginity thing probably around like episode four or five. Uh, the season was very boring, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think there needs to be an engagement at the end of every season, and so I'm happy that there wasn't one. True. But it is just it was just very dry. However, at the end, 
Like, when they told me Colton was the new Bachelor, I was kind of like, ugh, boring. By the end, I'm like, oh, Colton's a pretty good guy. Like, I wouldn't mind dating someone like Colton. Nice. So, like, all in all, like, decent human being. Um, Hannah B. is the next Bachelorette. I think she is horrifyingly uncomfortable with herself. Oh, no. And mm. as, like, a pageant queen, I'm really shocked that that's, like, the persona that she takes on. But it's fine. I will still watch the season. I find it very, very good, um, like, brain-numbing television to watch. I get really invested in the people because they're real people and um, would definitely try out one day if I'm ever in a situation where I feel like that is my only option. Um, Another thing I really care about... um, It has to be only option? It can't be, like... A, a fine option? Just like a thing that pops up. It's got to be like, I can, th- there's no other avenue it's available to me like, right now. I think that's how a lot of people approach this, and that really makes me sad because I'm older than all of them. <laughs> oh, well, Cassie's like 23. Yeah. It's like, tw- you're not even a, a full person until you hit like 24. I yeah. don't want you to be on The Bachelor. I want you to be The Bachelorette. I do too, but to yes. be The Bachelorette, you have to be The Bachelor, like on The Bachelor to be a contestant, which is Don't one- let the patriarchy define your Or you have to be independently life. famous. I know, and I'm that. neither of well, those. Yeah. We're yes. working on it. Yeah. I'll work on the independently famous thing. Yeah. 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 I do want to throw in one other thing to care about because I think someday you're going to get sponsored and then yeah. this, what I'm about to say, should sponsor you. I spent a lot of money on the website Third Love this morning okay. trying to find new bras because I had a terrible bra buying experience I've heard about this them. Yes, and they are all over social media and I'm not on social media, but I was once, and um, not long ago, like ten days ago. <laughs> so you're talking like it was like, you're talking like, it was like six years ago. Ridiculous. <laughs> and I remember. I don't have the bras yet, but I'm excited to try them on, and maybe someday I'll come back on this podcast when Third Love sponsors it, and you will all get a discount by using the code Hannah Free Bra twenty That's amazing. And please get me free bras. They were kind of, they were probably reasonably priced. Oh, bras are expensive. Yeah. yeah I get sucks. it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being our guest this week. David, yeah. thank you as always for saying, hey, when are we plotting this week? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, a night in my schedule. What about this night? Will this night work? I'm Let's like, do this I, There Have you seen, there's a McSweeney's article this week, this week that's like, when can we sponsor our call? And the, there's the Thursdays is like, I will be free for 18 minutes sporadically throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. Eight of those will be used in the bathroom. Like, that's how I feel yeah. scheduling the podcast is. But it's always worth it. Yeah. No, it's good. I love you. I love you, too. Aww. I love you, three. I'm lukewarm on you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously not. I love you very much. Yeah. Um, I always forget to say this, and I want to say it every week, but I just forget. Thanks to at Kimmy Jacob Moore for our theme song. Yes. It's jaunty. It is. It makes me tap my toe. There's a, a drum beat. It's good. It's hard to believe David was famous in law school for his acapella skills. I was not famous. Uh, uh, that doesn't... Are you serious? 
Yes. You Charlie. are definitely famous Isn't in law school. This podcast is over. <laughs> Isn't this podcast is over? <laughs> Let's wrap this up. It's very late. Hannah. It's past my bedtime. It's past your bed. It's past Hannah's bedtime. Well, Thank you so much for and joining I have us. Sheets in the dryer that I still need to put back on my bed. Ah, oh, sheets. Well, we hope you dream dream of 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 milk bags. I will. I do not. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> ba da ba ba da ba. <laughs> <laughs>